Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual hosts here. We've got uh, Tom Mannering. Hello. And myself, uh, Josh Hartley. How how are we doing this week, Tom? I am doing well. Thank you, Josh. I'm doing He's not great. tired. He's not tired, folks. I'm not as tired. Uh, <laughs> it's because we're doing this, we're recording earlier in the week this week, so... Yeah. I've not quite had the full beatdown that, you know, I've usually had come sort of a Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when, when the, the, the work days have, have worn me down to a, a nubbin. Uh, so I've still got a bit of bit of energy. You've got a bit me. of energy, a bit of vim and vigour left. Bit of, yeah, that's it. You know, I, I, I could almost pass for someone who's 37. Uh, Yay! <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I've, I've been... Uh, I've been busy uh, playing a few games, uh, tabletop role-playing games on mm-hmm. Roll20, uh, and I've been prepping for a few games as well uh, that I've kind of got uh, going on, um, so I'll talk about those in a bit. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, I've just kind of been working and just keeping busy, really. it's It's been one of those weeks where it's just been kind of steady. You know, it's just kind of, I'm not rushed, but I'm kind of, I'm I'm always on. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. yourself? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I was saying before we hit record. Uh, in my line of work, the best way of drumming up business is by booking yourself a holiday. So I'm I'm off next week, and we'll talk about uh, why I'm going to be off next week <laughs> later on. But uh, obviously, when I do that, all my customers conspire against me. They they're in cahoots talking to each other and saying, right, we're, we're, we're all going to dogpile Josh. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm busy trying to get as much of that done as possible. I do have non-gaming interesting thing to talk about, though. Uh, I went to the cinema on Monday night. Okay. Do you want to elaborate a little bit further? Because that's not that interesting. I thought No, I thought you were going to guess. I went to see the new Batman. I mean, that's so. kind of a given, right? But I, I was giving you the opportunity. It's not to... a given if uh, someone is listening to this here podcast in like weeks or months time. I th- okay. I'll have you know. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That one person who's listening in like three months time. Now, wow. now has a real, wow. a real tentative uh, weight on their hands. There. I went to see the new Batman film. <laughs> okay, what did you think of the new Batman film? It was a lot better than I was anticipating it. Okay, I was kind of thinking mm, it looks, it looked good, mm-hmm. but you know, I've been hurt by trailers before, sure. So I was kind of like, and I've heard, I've, I've heard mixed reviews of it as well. Okay, so uh, I went in with relatively low expectations, and I really enjoyed it. That's good. Um, I've not seen it, uh, to be honest. Uh, it's on my kind of to watch list. I've just not got around to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard I've heard largely good things off off the people that I know that have seen it, which is really promising. Did you spot like Did you spot the bits that were filmed in Glasgow when you? Yes. You, yeah. They're really obvious. Well, I, no, they're really obvious if you lived in Glasgow. Yeah. So like you can spot. Um, you can spot like the there's scenes that are in a graveyard yeah. that's the necropolis in glasgow and there are scenes uh at a big um i think it's either a city hall style building or you, you can tell that that is parts of glasgow yeah um 
it's it, for people who've never visited Glasgow. Lots of Hollywood films actually filmed there, and the reason is Glasgow is relatively cheap to film in, but also uh, the city centre is on a grid system, much like a lot of American cities are. So if you want, uh, so World War Z is uh, an example of a film that was shot in Glasgow. The the scenes that are set in Philadelphia, because you can dress up. The, the streets to make it look like an American city. Also, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, one of the Fast and Furious. I think the new Indiana Jones had a bit yeah. in Glasgow as well. I was uh, trying to meet someone or get somewhere and I couldn't because Indiana Jones was shooting. Have you so. seen the meme that's floating around the internet at the moment? And it's like, of course I'm depressed. Uh, I live in a city that is used as Gotham City in most films. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. It's fair. You know, Gotham City is supposed to be this really bleak, really, you know, grim, like the worst city you could possibly live in. And Glasgow is, is the one they go to to, I to mean, film it. I I'll, I'll mean, uh, I'll say this about the film. It is shot really well. Like, yeah. they get across the sort of film noir style that they're, they're kind of going for. Do you know what, like, I was saying to uh, Jack, who I went to see it with, like, to me, it's the Batman film that feels the closest to the comics. Okay. Does that make sense? Because the Nolan films are amazing. Everyone loves the Nolan films, including me. But they are kind of their own thing. They don't... This, this feels like... This feels like I'm watching the comic book turn into reality. So I have a controversial opinion about the Nolan films. I actually right. don't like the third one. I like the first two, but I actually think the last uh, the third garbage. one's okay. The third one's the worst of the three. Yeah, just, uh, I don't rate it at all. Uh, and it's not for like the picky. Like a lot of people get really picky about plot holes. Like oh, all the police were in the sewers for months and they didn't grow beards and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm. it's just a crap film. Like it's it, wow. The, the plot holes have nothing <laughs> to do with it. It's just not a good film. It's a, it's not a great story. The plot's kind of threadbare and it, it just kind of it doesn't land for me as a film the same way yeah. the others do right like don't get me wrong the first two batman begins and uh, uh dark knight are amazing you know and I, they, they deserve all the credit they get mm-hmm. which i think is why the third one's more of a disappointment uh, yeah because of how good the first two are anyway we're talking a lot about Batman films for. Are, we, are you are, are you any closer to taking up the Batman miniatures game? <laughs> no, I think that Marvel that, that Crisis Protocol filled, is going to scratch yeah, that itch. That, that yeah. has been kind of filled by by Crisis Protocol, uh, which, funnily enough, I'm uh, Will, uh, who we're seeing soon for our Crusade mm-hmm. game, uh, has has played a game of that. Uh, and fed back to me that it's a really good game, uh, which is really good because I've not actually played it yet, despite having had it yeah. for the better part of a year now. I think uh, <laughs> I've still not played it, but uh, I, I'm really keen to kind of get back into to doing some painting on those. I was, I was actually sitting in the in my living room at the weekend, and I was kind of looking over, and I was like, I kind of want to do some painting, but I just don't quite have that energy to mm. dig everything out, you know. And you kind of like you're you're right on the precipice of it but i just if i if i'd had the stuff there i would have done, done it but it yeah. was that extra step of having to go in and dig the paints out and dig the yeah. models out and things like that so i think i'll maybe try and find a bit of time this weekend to maybe get the stuff out and then if the urge strikes me i can i can dive into doing a bit mm. of painting good stuff good stuff speaking of painting yeah see that see lovely that segue. segue see that lovely professionalism segue. it's like we yeah. know what we're doing 
Uh, yeah, so we were going to talk about this uh, last week, but we decided, uh, because we had enough content last week, to hold off uh, and talk about it this week. So uh, this isn't, like, hot off the press as news, but it's fairly recent news that mm-hmm. I thought merits kind of discussing, because we've talked quite a few times on previous episodes about companies doing things that other companies have done. You know, we have the, the flat mm-hmm. pack scenery and the, the books and things like that and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, and, and that's always fun. Um, and now we've got kind of a, an example of this that has, has bled into the painting community. So this is for people painting miniatures. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's Army Painter who are, uh, a company that, amongst other things, uh, provide various uh, miniature paints, sprays, uh, you know, hobby equipment as well. And they have released uh, quite recently uh, their speed paint uh, mm-hmm. paints, which are kind of a new addition to their range, uh, which are just just conceptually very similar to an, another fairly recent addition to the the painting range that we've seen across the hobby, uh, so I'll, I'll read out the the blurb from their starter set yeah. for the speed paints. This all-in-one war paint speed paint is truly a one-coat painting solution. In the uh, speed paint starter set, you'll find all the basic colors you need to begin painting beautiful tabletop miniatures in no time. Simply apply one rich coat of speed paint directly over a prime miniature and you are, now it's supposed to be you are done, but because of the way it's cut off, it says you are done, which I quite like. You are Uh, done. (laughs) You you are indoctrinated into the mafia uh, on completion of that. Um, So this is a one coat painting solution, consistent flow across colors, Perfect contrast, interesting choice mm-hmm. of words, uh, and intense shading and highlighting effect. So, of course, this is uh, we're, we're heralding this to the Citadel uh, contrast paints, uh, which we've spoke about previously. I think I have a slightly less high opinion of them than you, which is not that surprising because I'm more cynical than you in general. <laughs> uh, but you know they they have been well received uh, in the hobby community at large, mm-hmm. uh, and I know a lot of people who do, who do actually sing their praises. Uh, Will, who is painting my gene stealers uh, that I'm going to be using for our uh, our upcoming crusade uh, weekend, has used some contrast paints on them. So you know yeah. I uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be sleeping with the enemy uh, in in that sense. Uh, <laughs> but I thought this was interesting. You know that. Company has an idea, the idea is well received. You know, this isn't anything new. This has happened for years mm. and years and years. But we seem to be seeing a lot of it in the hobby community at the moment. Uh, and I, I just kind of thought I wanted to talk about this. Um, it just doesn't... I don't blame them, right, for, for copying a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that. And from what I've seen, I actually looked at some of the reviews of these. And some of the reviews are actually saying that the Army Painter ones are potentially better which is possible because you you find this sometimes when people copy something they can obviously learn from their mistakes and and make it better Mm -hmm. um but it 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 annoys me a little bit that people are spending that time copying rather than innovating i think is probably my my biggest gripe with it well i mean if they're improving on the established formula 
is that not innovation in, in, in not not well, improvement it's improvement it's not innovation and but that that's a good thing that is really. a good thing and and you know given my opinion of contrast paints i i do think there is room for improvement there mm. and if if these are better then great you know that's that's good to see i don't know i just i have a weird like opinion of it because it just always feels a bit dirty to me it just feels a bit shady you know just like i see what you've done feels there. a bit shady was that a pun not intentionally yeah it was a pun you i just pun. i pun accidentally i'm just that yeah that gifted and accidental punner um, um i i will probably give these a go Pro- i'm probably right. gonna get like a starter set i'll probably grab one or two when i'm next in a hobby shop just to just to have a play with them and see how they actually do compare mm-hmm. uh with the, the contrast paints i've i have used a lot of army painter stuff historically uh i they they have a much wider range of sprays and yeah. because i am a lazy painter uh it's if you get the color of army you're going to be painting and, and start with that as your base could shave a lot of time off your <laughs> yes. Well, because uh, this was uh, a thing I was going to say, is Army Painter, for uh, perhaps uh, the uninitiated, are probably one of the longest, um, more established biz- uh, companies in the sort of hobby uh, paint uh, scene. Yeah, I don't know how long Vallejo have been going for, to be fair, but I remember... I remember, like, 15 years ago when I was at university and, like, uh, some of the guys there using army painter stuff. They had the dip dye, didn't they? The mm-hmm. the, the dip shade, rather. Like, people was, would swear by that. Yeah. God, we've come a long way. Um, <laughs> was that not just devil in mud? Like, basically, it was just... I'm pretty sure it was. Agrax yeah. Earth shade, wasn't Agra- it? Yeah. Was it? No, it would have been devil in mud back then. At that then. time, yeah. God bless Devlin Mud. I miss Devlin Mud. Um, covered up a multitude of sins. Yeah, it did. For, uh, for a lot of people <laughs> for a long time. Um, yeah, they, they are, you know, they've got a well-established pedigree uh, of their mm. own, right? You know, and, and and I don't I don't begrudge them it. I just kind of, I just wish they'd done better. <laughs> no, I, I, I think this is, well, the proof is in the pudding. Mm. Is it better than contrast? If it is better than contrast, then... Batter in, be you know, do capitalism. Improve on your, uh, improve on your competitor, and then your competitor improves on you, and, it's, and it just ends up being better for the consumer. I think that's yeah, how capitalism works, right? That, there's no, no uh, there's but, no downside, right? But I do think you've touched on a, a good point there because I, I think that is the one defense that I would say for it is, you know, you don't want a one horse race. Because, mm. you know, we, nobody's going to say that Games Workshop aren't guilty of, of hiking up their prices and things like that, right? We've, we've seen that multiple mm-hmm. times in the past. We've seen that again quite recently as well. Um, and all the while, Games Workshop are, you know, leading the way uh, in, a, in a lot of these areas, you know, with the contrast paints and things like that. Companies like Army Paint are coming in and challenging that, be it by being cheaper, be it by being better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that... that that's better for the industry, right? That pushes Games Workshop to be better to, you know, whether it's to mm-hmm. be uh, more competitive in their pricing, whether it's to be more competitive with how good their products are. You know, it, competition breeds excellence, right? There's no doubt about that. And as as much as, as I grumble about it feeling a bit shady, I do accept that competition is a good thing in, in mm-hmm. that context. And, 
you know, it is good to have, to have people kind of nipping at Games Workshop's heels because it will keep them, you know, being better. We've seen... Keep them uh, honest. We've seen some, some really good examples, not so much in, in the hobby community, but in other gaming spheres where that hasn't been the situation, you know. So an example is Blizzard with World of Warcraft. Mm. Like, World of Warcraft is, is being reviled at the moment for being in some of the worst state it's ever been. And that's largely been because for a while now it's not had much competition uh, in that sphere. Now, now it does. Now it has quite a lot of competition that's yes. kind of come out of almost nowhere. Uh, and, and people have become a bit more savvy in the MMO community. And Blizzard is struggling because of it because they've they've rested on their laurels. They've they've kind of been like, oh well, we're you know we're the top dogs. We can't be touched. You know we've got M we've got WoW, which has survived multiple MMO killers uh, in its time. Uh, and then out of nowhere, you know, these other people are sneaking up on them and overtaking them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to see Games Workshop get into that that kind of environment. And we've seen Games Workshop go through bad times historically as well. So hopefully this kind of competition, uh, even if there is a little bit of copying someone else's homework to it, uh, does breed a bit of a bit of excellence. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, speaking of which, another smooth segue coming up here. I might be doing some speed painting next week while I'm off uh, work. Not using, not using these paints. They haven't come out yet. <laughs> so well, they are. Uh, out. You just don't have. Oh, them. are they right? Okay. Yeah, yeah they I'm are. Still, I'm, I'm still not using that. I've, I've got paints already. Well, I, I mean, I'm uh, I am very lazy. Like I know, I know that all all because I started with Citadel paints. Like they're usually the ones I go for. The exception is for pure white, because mm-hmm. the the Citadel pure white paint is shockingly bad. So I use a Vallejo one for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but now uh, we've got our uh, Crusade weekend coming up. So there's uh, myself, Tom, our pals uh, Will and Matt are going to join us as well. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a crack at Warhammer Forty Thousand Crusade. So I thought I would use this as a bit of a, a deadline, a bit of an impetus to get some more of my Necrons built up and painted. So I'll report back to let you know how successful slash unsuccessful I was in that endeavour. <laughs> we'll see. But I've got a week, you know, that's that's tons of time, right? I mean, yeah, I've seen you shift to pretty good work with, uh, with painting when, when you need to, so... Yeah, and when you take that kind of added pressure, like I don't know about you, but I often struggle if I'm working. I struggle like when I finish work to kind of sit down and paint. I kind of need to. I'm I'm a daytime painter. One because mm-hmm. I like to have the daylight. I don't like painting by like artificial light. Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I, I I'm not precious enough about my painting to get like a painting lamp. Uh, mm-hmm. So I prefer to paint in the daytime anyway. And I have a bit more energy for it. So having that time off work might be good for that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got... And I, I'm, I'm going to have plenty to work on as well. I, I, so I've got... Um, between like a army box that I bought last year for Christmas and the Necrons I've been getting in the Imperium magazine as well, I'm going to have, I think it's 10 Immortals, 5 Lich Guard... Ten more Necron Warriors, three more Scarab Swarms, um, ten, uh, uh, ten Flayed Ones, a bunch of characters, 
And if I get around to building them, I'm I'm leaving them till last though. I'll have like a couple of the larger spiders, right. a, one of the fly the doom scythe flyer, and like one of the big walkers. So that's a lot of miniatures to get painted. So I don't I'm not anticipating getting all of them done. I would like to get a lot of the infantry stuff done though. Sure. Um and then I've got the big fun stuff later to treat myself to. I don't like painting big stuff. I, you don't? No, I th- I think I, I'm the kind of person, right, I will find the quickest, shortest way to do anything. Like, mm. whatever it is, like, if there is a, if there is a shortcut, if there is a quick route, I'll, I will be, I'll be there, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm already there. The thing is, with some of that stuff, it's just not possible, right? It's, yeah. it's too big, it's, there's too much to it, there's no, there's no shortcut, you know, you're not going to wash your way past it, you're not going to spray your way past some of it, you know, there's just, it's, it's too much. And I look at something like that, and I'll I'll start it, and then I'll I'll sort of get the basic down, and then I'll just look at it and I'll be like, no, no, it's gonna take it's gonna <laughs> take done. too long I'm to out. get what I want. Like I'll, I could give you a classic example. I've got downstairs in my my cupboard of shame. I've got a half painted uh, Warhammer Tree Man, like the new one, mm-hmm. you know, the really big one. And I yeah. love the model, beautiful model. And I bought it to use for uh, for Pathfinder and things. Uh, mm-hmm. And I started painting it, and I got all like the base colors on and like you know all the basic kind of uh his body's going to be this color his arm's going to be this color his weapon's going to be this color and then i just looked at how much detail was on it and how much i still had to do and i was just like it's not going to happen yeah i'm not even i'm not even going to pretend it's going to happen because there's just so much Mm -hmm. to it that like i can't break it down in my head i can't see a Mm -hmm. shortcut it's just going to be hard work, and I'm not for that. So, I'm not for hard work. No, not you know, for this hard work, Milaki. Not, not in that context. Um, so yeah, just I'm just I really struggle with big things. Same with like tanks and stuff as well. Like I I 100% get Ben's point about tanks. That, you know they're just boring and they're flat uh, and stuff like that. Like I I struggle with that as well with with tanks and things. Not that I use a lot of tanks, and I just. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a big model on the battlefield. Like I do, I, I will concede that, you know, a, a big unit, uh, you know, whether it's like an avatar or something like that, you know, a nice big set piece does look amazing, but mm-hmm. I've always liked hordes. Like I really like hordes, you know, every army I have is a, is a horde army, you know, whether it's right, zombies wow. or gene stealers or, you know, I like infantry. I like lots of dudes. Like that's mm. what war, war and battles are to me. Um, you know, and you you maybe have some vehicles in there, but I remember rocking up to a tournament years ago. Uh, I think I've told this story possibly on on the mm-hmm. podcast before. And I was running a, an imperial uh, force. I was running uh, Inquisition back mm-hmm. when they had a codex, which was they like, had their separate codex, like yeah, six geez. pages long. Um, yeah. And the I was playing against uh, another staff member. This was when I was a staff member, so we'd arranged this game in advance for while we were down there. And basically, mm. it was a store v store tournament. So it was mm. like Carlisle and Kendall versus like I don't know Durham or something. Um, and we'd gone down, and we'd agreed that while all the people were playing, uh, a staff representative from each store would have a have a game as well, just as yeah. a bit of fun, you know, kind of can staff beat staff. Mm. So I took down my Inquisition force, and my Inquisition force was lots of infantry. It was yes. like acolytes and death cultists and mm-hmm. arcoflagellants and uh those dudes with like shields and swords and stuff and then mm-hmm. i just had 
all four of the assassins, uh, the the main oh, four nice. assassins. Yeah. And this guy rocked up and he had uh, Steel Legion, which is just all tanks. Right, and I Great. had awesome. I had nothing. No anti tank. No anti tank. Oh, right. Mate. So <laughs> I basically just this was in an edition where objective control was very important, which I think it still is uh, in this edition, but it was really important. Uh, so I basically ran my troops out across the battlefield and just sat them on objectives mm-hmm. and just prayed to gods to survive, right? And they just, he's just decimating me with template mm-hmm. weapons, you know, template flamers, template, because this is when we had plastic templates as well. Like, I'm getting uh... flamers, I'm getting templated. All my stuff's blowing up, right? And I have one saving grace. I have two, two saving graces, right? I had an Eversor assassin with melter bombs. Okay. And I had the Vindicare assassin with his incredibly broken anti-tank round uh, on his gun. But he gets one shot a turn, right? Mm -hmm. And the Eversor has to engage the tank in combat to use his melter bombs. Yeah. I won. I was tabled, right? With the exception... Of three guys stood mm-hmm. on an objective, the Vindicare and the Everster were the only things I had left on the board because I just stood the Vindicare at the back, popping off tanks one a turn, had the Everster running around melter bombing, and he was dropping these template weapons on them, but they do one hit, and all the assassins at that point in time just had a four up invulnerable save to dodge stuff. Oh, wow, right, nice. So he's hitting me, and they're just jumping yeah. out the way of these explosives. Woo! Sliding yeah. underneath, bombing it. A little anti-tank round comes down. It was great fun. Uh, but yeah, it was. I just, I'll always remember that game. You, I'm not surprised that you won though, because I was thinking like, if he's got like just all tanks, how is he taking any objectives? Just you have to just kill everyone. Yeah. But like, you've got no hope in hell of actually. So 40k is a, all about objective control. Yeah. Like, so you need infinite. Realistically, you need. A, a critical mass of infantry to actually to actually win the game. So because otherwise you're not going to be able to hold objectives. And yeah, I can't remember it. how Steel Legion worked, especially from from that edition. But if memory serves, I think he had to have like two units of like just guardsmen to to pull mm-hmm. the army off, and they were inside like tanks, chimeras, or, yeah. or something similar. And I think those were like two of the first that I popped off. So I think okay. he had like two troops, and I looked at it and I was like, my only way of winning this is going to be objective control and just yeah. just enduring him basically, which is what happened. Like he he was very close to to tabling me, and if a couple of saves had gone differently, he probably would have done. Mm. I think yeah, I'm pretty confident that with the like modern guard codex, you can do just all tanks because yeah. you can have because tank commanders are a HQ choice, right? So. Uh, so you could just do what well, I can't mind which force organization it is the one that lets you take just loads of heavy support. Yeah, like just do that, and your HQ choices are a couple of tank commanders. But you won't win any games. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you'll you'll blow lots of stuff up, but which which I'm all for, by the way. But yeah. uh, you you won't actually win a match. I think that's the it. thing, right? If you can go into a game and accept that you're probably not going to win, it's like my my old Nurgle zombie list was garbage yeah. right it never won but i never wanted to win i just mm. loved having hordes of zombies to to charge at people with and people liked playing it for that reason because it was like a yeah. like a, a mini game you know just where you're you nice. got a zombie horde rushing at you uh can't do that anymore because fuck games workshop 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why they they removed that from the Death Guard codex, I don't, I don't, but what, whatever, whatever. I don't know why, like you know, Death Guard can't have dedicated cultist lists anymore. You know, apparently they they have to be with Marines to they exist. Have to have enough Marines, uh, yeah. but hey ho. Um, speaking of games, should we talk about our upcoming Crusade weekend a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So, um, we've, like I said, we've got uh, the two of us, Will and Matt. Uh, joining us as well so i'm i'm gonna probably take my necrons at the very least but the nice thing is i've got enough i've got enough blood angels and enough death guard that i could build crusade forces from them as well so i might mix it up a bit um because the nice thing with crusade is it doesn't matter how many games your army has played there's a, a, a means of balancing it against a more experienced army so uh, i might give that a go you have mentioned already you're going to be taking Gene Steelers. Yep. Yep. Which is going to be and interesting. That, uh, I believe Matt is going to be uh, all death, not just Dark Angels, he's going to be all Deathwing. So very old school uh, Terminator army, which um, I remember his uh, Deathwing army from years ago and it looked amazing. Uh, or at least in my in my memory, it looked amazing. Anyway, I'm sh- I'm sure it still does. Yeah, he's had that and army that, since I worked at Games Workshop, so that is a that's a long. That's a veteran army. army. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what did Will mention? He so was, Will uh, is looking at either Sisters of Battle, uh, mm. which would be interesting because I've not seen them played period uh, for a very very long time, or his Eldar. Uh, his Eldar's beautiful. Like his Eldar's the sort of. Uh, the, the mechs, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, the Wraith Guard. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, so th- that army consists largely of them. I am terrified of uh, a Wraith Guard army or Deathwing with my cultists because we are just not designed <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Uh, going, yeah. I've got a couple of heavy hitters that I'd, I will rely on in those kinds mm-hmm. of games. Uh, but yeah, that's. It's going to be rough, you know. Power armor is bad enough. Terminator armor is is next level. Um, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Like it's going to be it's going to be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just terrified of those armies. The thing is, like, I think we're all going to be in a fairly similar boat, right? Because none of us, to my knowledge, have played a lot of the new edition of 40k. I think we're going to be relying on Will a lot. Well, because... even Will, like, I know Will hasn't played that much of, yeah. of the new 40k. You know, he's played more than us, but. For someone who works at Games Workshop, he hasn't played that much. You know, you you tend to find your your times kind of spent focusing on other people, not yourself. Mm. Uh, so we'll, we'll be relying on Will from that point of view. But then my, you and I haven't played that much. I think one or two games each. Same. Yeah. I don't know where Matt sits, but I can't imagine he's that far outside of that. I think when I spoke to him last, he was saying he's yet to actually get a game of okay. ninth. In. Uh, and then we're adding in obviously Crusade as well, which is mm-hmm. a slight di- difference in how you a play. variation. And then for myself, I haven't seen my physical army for over a year, and have a new codex, so I'm going to be winging this. Uh, is is Will going to have the new? Is it a new Eldar codex out yet? I don't know. They've I, got I feel like a I should new know. Avatar, so they must have a new codex. I would imagine. Maybe. I don't know if it's been released yet, though. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So, Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Sisters of Battle, by the way, are really good yeah. in this edition. Um, you've heard of the fate dice mechanic, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
so they they're just super reliable okay. they will they will roll box cars to charge you when they need to roll that that's so. really the army i should have done you know my rolls are garbage i probably should have done well that well here's the thing though tom you have to roll the dice oh. first to set them okay so you, you can't just pick like a bunch of sixes right that's problematic so, then is yeah you, you can't just... in fact it's probably the worst army for you because you'll, you'll just get you just get frustrated at the fact. I mean, I'm going to get frustrated with with anyone. Like we all know that <laughs> when we come back, right? This is the thing. We're, we're excited now. In two weeks' time, when we're recording this, I'm going to be a ball of rage who's just ranting mm. about all the things that went wrong because I am the sorest of losers, and I'm very aware of it. And I, I just accept it and do the best I can with it. So it's going <laughs> to be funny fun. thing. The funny thing I found when we had last had our. Uh, uh, when we had our last game of 40k and you were playing Space Marines against my Necrons, you won the game and you were still complaining. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, I just complain yeah. a lot. I I can't help it. Like it, it's, it's the way you're wired, man. It's just the way That's I am. Fine. Just it's just fine. who I am as a person. So, I, I think I, I've made a purchase, and I think I'm going to make another purchase okay. in anticipation of this weekend. The first purchase was. I have bought myself an official Games Workshop Crusade journal. Nerd! So, nerd! So, um, yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> yep, um, yes, I am a nerd. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. Well, I, I, I don't know. It's nice. Mm. It's got like a fake leather finish. It's And it's got like the Crusade sheets that you need. That's good. Um and a lot of them, in fact. I don't know if the idea is that I'm supposed to write it in pencil and rub things out and update it, or if I just move on to the next page. There's, like, that many pages mm. of it. It's kind of like, this would take me a lifetime to fill mm. if <laughs> if I didn't do it that way. Um, I might pick up one of the Crusade supplements, though. In particular, there is one that introduces multiplayer games. Okay. So I might see if I can find that one. I think you should. And... Yeah, and we can have we can we can top off the weekend with a big multiplayer game. How about that? <laughs> top off the weekend with a group sesh. Wow! D- d- come on, man. <laughs> How are you gonna be like this? It's just the way I am, Josh. Yeah, just... and the other thing I need to focus on next week is actually getting my games room finished because it's nearly there. Okay, I need to. I need to put some of the extra shelves in the display cabinet and I've got some pictures to hang. But... Is this gonna be big enough for four four large chaps? Or are we yes. gonna be we're gonna be snug? Yeah, we'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. You don't want uh there's there's nothing worse. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I remember I played a game at uh, a friend's years ago and he, and he's like, mm. Oh, I've got a game room, like come to my game room and you were kind of like sliding around the table, you know, kind of ass to the wall and, and sort of leg to the, the table. It's no it's not it's not that tight. Okay. It's it, it is a a little snug around the top and bottom edge of the table. Okay. But that's it. There's plenty of room on either side. Okay. And I've got chairs in there as well, so you can sit down and chill. So fancy. Yeah, I know, I know. I'll, uh, I just need to top up the beer fridge as well, and then we're, we're good to go. Very generous. Have you got a beer fr- yeah. fridge in there? Not in there, right. no. That would, that would have been decadence. That's, the, that's the height of decadence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking um, to, to Will the other day, actually, funnily enough, uh, and I was saying, like, you know, I've, 
I obviously have a, an office space for work, but it's kind of my, mm. my hobby room as well because I, I run my role-playing games in here, so I have all my RPG books and stuff behind me and that. And uh, I was saying to Will, you know, I, I love this room, but it could really do with a mini fridge. And Will was just like, yes, the height of decadence. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't go downstairs to get a drink. See, I don't need a mini fridge at my desk because my desk is right next to the kitchen door. That's convenient. So there we go. Yeah, very convenient. But you still have to move, right? So you could have one, like, at your feet. Like, imagine... I mean, that is the height of laziness. (laughs) If I'm going to introduce a mini fridge uh, when I I have to walk... I'm going to say five paces to my nearest fridge. Mate, we, like, we live in the age of laziness. Like it's these people who have like I was talking about this at work today. People who have the Amazon light bulbs, and I'm like, your light switch is two two steps away <laughs> from your bed. Like, how challenging do you find moving in the dark that you can't turn a switch and take two yeah. steps and call it a day? Uh, we just live in that kind of age, I think now. You know, and I'm all for it. <laughs> and i'm all and i'm all for it excellent excellent so um i think we'll we'll record next week's episode after our crusade games have concluded and we can fill you fill you in on all the the details and i don't know if we're going to crown a winner or something i guess we'll start some sort of narrative yeah i don't i'll have to think about what planet are we setting this on and all of that i think we should set it on josh land that that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> yeah. even like even, that's too much even for me. You're right. In this game of aliens and super soldiers and psychic powers, a planet called Joshland is you know that's just over the line. Yeah, it is because it's inconsistent with the internal logic of the setting. Not necessarily. So, Joshland could be like it could have like hyphens on it and stuff. We're you not know, calling just, it Joshland. Totally call it Joshland. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> just I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna make it like a fancy font and stuff as well. You know, make it look really, really fancy and archaic and stuff. <laughs> uh, I guess this episode's called Josh Land. Then. <laughs> uh, before we sign off, um, we're gonna just remind you all, uh, as as we usually do, uh, we've got our Patreon. The link will be below as well. Uh, you can donate as little as one pound or one dollar, and uh, yeah, every little bit helps. And we're we're always very grateful for our, our patrons, particularly the ones who've been with us for some. Some of them have been with us for absolutely ages now yes. as well. Yeah. So, ch- if you like what you're hearing, please check it out. It, it really helps us. Um, really helps us uh, all with the, the ongoing costs of running this. And if you can't support us on Patreon, then do comment, like, subscribe, send it to your friends. Pimp us on the street, you know, take anything you can give us. Yeah, yeah, by all means, by all means. I would love right. to be walking down the street one day, and there's someone with one of those, like, street signs, you're spinning it, and it's just, like, yeah. a lucky frog. frog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing next time I'm in Glasgow. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, thank you very much for listening as always, and until next time, take care. Bye! 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 Thank you.